0: have conversations about getting dirty and growing strong through exploring the Pachamaya healing model. If you're enjoying our content, there are many ways you can show your support, including posting a review on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform. or for joining our mailing list at wherethelotusgrows.com. Leaving a review will get you an on-air shout-out, and joining our mailing list, you'll get a monthly email full of inspiration to keep you on track. You can also become a supporting member on patreon.com slash wherethelotusgrows where your kind support is rewarded with additional gifts and content we've created just for you. We've chosen not to have advertisers, so the only way to keep our show going is through your generous Patreon support. We hope that our podcasts uplift you in your world. If you benefit in any way from our show, please become a supporting member. Kim and I also see clients privately. If you go to the website, there is more information about our private practice website as well. Where the
1: the Lotus, the Lotus getting goes. dirty and growing strong.
2: The Lotus Hi, vegetarians welcome back. Today, we're furthering our conversation about grief. And today, we're going to talk about grief during the pandemic that's not people-related. And we're going to talk about the losses and maybe a couple gains that we also had during the pandemic.
0: Yeah, I think it's really important. Can we, we kind of touched on this when we started talking about grief, that grief isn't, um, isn't just death uh, people. We lose things, we end relationships, things don't turn out the way that we thought they were going to go, and didn't the pandemic kind of do that to everybody? Um, So I feel like uh, grief during the pandemic was a common experience. So you go first, Kim. Tell me your first thing that you had to let go of or grieve during the pandemic.
1: I
2: had to let go of routine, right? Cause I find comfort in routine and purpose yeah. and that was completely flipped on its head. And I remember um, things were changing so much about what was happening that I, I was just in a flurry of texts and emails and trying to read what government and CDC was happening and then trying to make decisions quickly to keep my studio community and, Family safe, and um, it it happened at such a fast rate that I lost comfort and routine and purpose, and found myself instead in a state of I don't know if if I should make a decision or not because it's going to change in ten minutes.
0: Mm Hmm. Yeah, I found that too, and I found um, I think we talked about this during the pandemic, like my phone use. Just skyrocketed because I was constantly checking news and research and COVID numbers and what was happening where and why. Yeah. Um, and that's that's threw me off my routine as well. So I, I definitely see that.
2: I I use nine eleven research with social media. And substance. So I immediately put timers on social media, games, shopping, and I encourage my Mm -hmm. clients to do the same on my phone so that I have them set for 20 minutes. I still have them set for 20 minutes. You can easily get a minute or 15 minutes, but you're making at least a conscious decision at that point. Yeah. To do it. But yeah, I could see that.
0: No, I do the same thing. But during that period of time, then it would be like, uh, yeah, you've been on your phone for six hours a day.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I use science as my lifeline, so I can totally get reading research and,
1: and mm-hmm. looking at
2: that because science was my lifeline to to determining how to navigate and what yeah. policies to make.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. A big one for me that I grieved and didn't really process its loss until maybe mid-pandemic, maybe six months in. Um, When everything started in March, um, Jessa was a year and a half old. We were finally uh, had worked out a schedule um uh, you know with nursing and when we were going to wean and and all of the things that I had planned and I was getting back into the workforce and I actually had on March 11th I had a workshop scheduled at the chiropractor's office that I was going to work for um to you know drum up some yoga therapy business and begin working with him and taking referrals from him, and I had just began working full time on a weekly basis with my um, midwife, and doing uh, prenatal yoga classes at her midwifery center. And so, what ended up was my—I got sick with the flu, not COVID. <laughs> But influenza A, sicker than I'd ever been, and it made me not even want to know what COVID would be like. It was the sickest I'd ever been. Um, March 9th, and I had to cancel, and I was like, oh, we'll just reschedule um, my workshop with the chiropractor. And um, I had to cancel that weekend's classes with the midwife. And then by the 13th of March here in Michigan, everything had shut down. So then there was no moving forward with that and then you know with the midwife working with moms and that kind of thing um I just wasn't able to do it with the kiddos at home and homeschooling and that kind of thing I wasn't able to do to like shift to an online format or anything like that we even took a break from this podcast because it became too much um and then the chiropractor's office turns out that our values didn't align and so there were some things that I didn't agree with as things did start to come back online with um with doing things and so I just couldn't see myself um seeing clients out of his office lost a career opportunity um that I had been really excited to build up, you know, I'd, I'd made these relationships and been working with these people for for two years in in hopes of getting things going, <laughs> and then it turned out that it didn't end up um, it didn't end up coming to fruition, and it was it was painful and sad. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and I mean, when you all of a sudden you're caregiving for a parent and you're two children in our home and you can't yeah. get support or a babysitter, how are you supposed to do those things?
0: Yeah. And for, for initially for this first six to eight weeks, you know, we didn't, I didn't even let my mom come over to help because we didn't know what we were facing. It was very scary. Um, and throughout this, if the listeners don't know, my dad is a highly vulnerable uh, popular part of the highly vulnerable population so pre vaccine I was very scared to just let anyone into the house because of his um memory loss. I didn't want him to have to go to the hospital alone and not know what's happening, and you know doctors and nurses are not going to have the patience or even the ability <laughs> to explain to a man who doesn't know what's going on what's going on um and then of course if if the inevitable happened if he was hospitalized, I mean, he would be all alone in, in there with nothing, you know, and, and, would pass alone. And that wasn't something that I wanted for him if I could help it. So we were just extra careful because he had, you know, multiple conditions <laughs> that would make wow. him vulnerable
2: Yeah, and he wouldn't remember why he was there even, and no one would be there to explain it to him.
0: Right. Right. Because even a regular trip to the hospital, which we'd had in February of 2020, because he'd had a seizure, his first one, in uh, 10 years. Then I requested a person to sit with him. And everybody's like, why does he need someone to sit with him? Because he doesn't know what's going on. And he will get up and wander about. (laughs) <laughs> and he will tell everyone that, you know, he lives in a different state and you know, he he won't know. He will tell everyone he still lives with his parents. He will, you know, um, he can't answer questions about his medical history. Um and it was just too scary to think of him being in there by himself. So, yeah like you said no babysitters and then you know the schools were were shut down and we did the virtual option then it was summertime and no other other options and until the vaccine became available then we I just had to pivot and I think that's the one of the big lessons of the pandemic but I certainly grieved those job opportunities and if i'm honest i i mean i still am grieving our freedom to do whatever whenever
1: you know
2: yeah because we still
0: can't do that and feel safe
2: right my spouse sheltered uh in a different state with his family Right. And both my parents were compromised, so I couldn't go travel and then go see them. Right. So that was a loss for me. And then that what that translated into was a loss of human touch for 15 months. Because yeah. there wasn't anyone around to give me a hug or a kiss or hold my hand. Right. It also meant that I had to do all holidays by myself. And so that was difficult.
0: Yeah. No, I can, I can imagine I had the little ones. So at least I had the touch component, maybe a little too much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. You probably had more touch than you wanted. <laughs> yeah. I had absolutely uh, no uh, touch. Right. I mean, luckily, luckily I had my dog, um, that, mm-hmm. you know, just feeling the warmth and the heartbeat of something other than yourself
0: um, sure. brought
2: me comfort. And, you know, even my dog wanted to like change scenery. I mean, he, he's traveled since he was a, puppy. And so he's used to going about and now he's like, we're not going anywhere. Why are we not Mm -hmm. going anywhere? Um, so what I really used was the pulse of nature and foresting kind of was essential to that physical and mental component since I wasn't able to have touch.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. And I would say if we, wow, Well, we'll get to some gains. Let's continue with the grief and the losses because it's been a lot to process. So
2: that that loss of face-to-face interaction as Zoom
0: brought was the glue to hold
2: all that together. And so when I noticed that, well, I'm I'm an introvert, but I was way too isolated, more than what I wanted to be. And so I started... uh, asking friends to have zoom dinners with me or Mm -hmm. you know cocktail things so that it wasn't just work it was more
0: of a um social gathering yeah we did we did moon lady meetings and we did lots of stuff via zoom yeah i'm like my niece
2: on christmas day you know we had a toast together and kind of chatted and i got to see them in their christmas pajamas like things like that nice just a little bit of normalcy
0: yeah Yeah. My, um, my mom ended up having to have a procedure and needed someone to drive her and she had to get a COVID test before her procedure. So that was when we finally got the opportunity to be in the same vehicle together and to hug because she knew she was Uh, COVID free. That's awesome. And
2: And it probably felt different.
0: It did. It did. And then, and then she, we just, you know, as we learned all the things that we learned, because I think we were, we were all overly cautious, um, you know, then we brought her into the bubble and she just would go between our house and her house, but we didn't go anywhere. And because she was vulnerable, then I was the one that was going out and like getting groceries for all of us. (laughs) And, um.
1: Yeah, it was um, it was
0: scary times. Scary times to do.
1: I've
2: had a a museum membership for pretty much my entire adult life,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um,
2: and so I had I lost the visualization of beauty, the need for beauty in my life,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and so I was really excited when uh, just around the holidays. Museums started to open up and you could go with your mask and they were socially distancing and I found that.
0: Yeah. It's interesting when we lost certain things, what that meant and looked like and how appreciative we were when those things came back. And I think like, just personally, I'm not ready to go to a movie theater yet, but when the, when I do feel ready, I know that that's going to be um, such an exciting experience.
2: <laughs> I have been to the movie theater. I go on an off time, a mat, matinee time, but mm-hmm. I stay completely masked. Like, I'm not taking my mask off to eat yeah. popcorn. And not snacking, food, yeah. Kind of stuff. Yeah. I, d- I don't feel that comfort level yet.
0: no. I think, um, yeah, I think it'll be a bit for us. But I'm, I'm, um, just grateful for for all of the things that have kind of come back. Um, I lost some relationships during the the pandemic um, for a variety of different reasons, um, and so I've been mourning those losses. We had a, a kind of a family.
1: I don't even know what you would call it a family
0: split. And, um, I lost a family member in that split. And, um, so it was very sad. I had to grieve the loss of that person who was like a regular person in my life. And they were, you know, someone that I would talk to on the phone on a, at least, you know, two, three times a week, that kind of thing. And, um, Just prior to the pandemic, then we'd had, you know, this, this big discovery and, um, that person was no longer kind of in my part of the family anymore. Um, I was angry and hurt and, and grieving, like it had, it all kind of happened just a little bit before the pandemic, But it was really during the pandemic that I felt like, oh, this is grief. Like, I'm going through all of these five stages for this person. Because I'm mad at them, obviously. But I'm also, you know, hurt and um,
1: sad and just
0: brokenhearted over the whole situation. And that was difficult. And then as things ramped up, I think you and I had talked about this before. Um, with the pandemic instead of being a public health issue, um, becoming much more of a political issue, Yeah. Um, then then I lost some relationships
1: there as well.
2: Yeah, one of the things for me was failure of leadership, and I'm kind yeah. of still baffled on how a health crisis became a political agenda. Yeah. But I, I see this loss of leadership at all levels, and it's mm-hmm. deeply concerning to me. And I'm hoping that, you know, as we start to come out of this, that we can have some larger conversations about leadership and about having certain products always made in the United States.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that that is really interesting. Um yeah, but you think, I mean, regardless of whether or not um, I voted for the person in charge, I still turned on the TV when everything happened and tried to listen to what had to be said. Granted, I only made it through two press conferences, and then I was like, well, I can't listen to that guy. But <laughs> <laughs> but there really was. There was a leadership that I think we mourned. Um. The grief for me with that, Kim, would be what we thought we were as a country and then what it turned out to be. And this is not political. Like you said, it's leadership on, on uh, bipartisan, both sides of the aisle. Like things did not um, in a natural disaster situation <laughs> uh, yeah, nationally. And for,
2: and for me, it's leadership in government. It's leadership in media its leadership and corporations its yeah. leadership well, and our in the hospital systems
0: to be together and to it's take good care of each other yeah. yeah 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 so there was a a mourning or a grieving or a loss of this expectation that you know our country would pull together for, over something like this and it really did not it kind of fell apart and and you got to it unveiled how uh crumbly the whole the whole system is when I think prior to that even though I knew better there was this idea in the back of my head that you know as a country we're still you know the like like the greatest generation you know what I mean we'll all pull together and we'll all do our part and everyone will do what needs to be done and instead it, it was really sad that it, it just didn't happen that way it kind of crumbled
2: yeah and you had talked about like um you know the freedom just to like spontaneously perhaps go to the coffee shop and meet someone right. i found that my weekly masked grocery shopping trip which i tried to be the first one in the store you know so i could get in and get out quick before it got busy um mm-hmm. it ended up being a once a week uplifting social event and I, grocery shopping is not one of my favorite things to do. Let's
1: just sure. say that.
2: So all yeah. of a sudden it became this thing that I got to dress up and go do.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think like I a reason. Really, mm-hmm.
2: I thought I was, I think I was the only one that would dress up because I did it a couple of times and I was like, I'm just going to dress up because I, I have no other reason to wear dress up clothes. And then people were looking at me like, why aren't you in your pajamas and your uh, slippers, you know, like the rest <laughs> of us. <laughs> yeah oh, uh, for me fun. you had talked about career for me and my business you know I had many plans that um, have been rethought scaled differently even abandoned and it really brought to light some decisions that I kind of knew I needed to make before the pandemic but the pandemic really forced the issue for me to get
1: um, clear about what my future would look like in the business hmm yeah, so I, that
2: that was nice to have the space and time to to figure that out.
0: Yeah, I mean, as we talk about the losses and the grieving of the losses, um, that that was on one of my gains list was that I was able to take a little bit more of a personal moral inventory and um, kind of take a step back. I, I do feel, for many many people, I've heard from lots and lots of people. That the pressure to perform or to do or to to succeed um, because absolutely no one was doing anything for a hot minute there, um, that that pressure was gone. And that was a very uh, positive thing. You know, your pressure isn't there to perform when no one is performing. Your pressure isn't there to be super successful when no one is succeeding. (laughs) Um, And so I did feel like that was kind of nice. So there was the opportunity for reflection and to pivot. And like you said, to take some time.
2: Yeah. Um, For me, I, I immediately had to pivot to, uh, I think it was a 10 week, not even 10 weeks. I don't think it was. I think it was more like eight weeks that I did uh, pre-record. So I'd run into the studio. I Mm -hmm. would just be me in the studio and record a ton of content that then I would send out through MailChimp. At the same time, I was trying to secure virtual digital supplies
1: to Mm -hmm. be able
2: to go live in Zoom. And then I went live with Zoom. At the same point, I'm losing clients and I'm trying to plug the hole in the bucket and keep adjusting right. the budget and stuff. So it was really a lot to manage. Um, and then right when I think I've got kind of a system to it, you know, like then I lose a parent. And so it was just, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just seemed like a, a big hustle for a period of time, though. Yeah you know, for us, we have to do conferences to keep up our certifications. Mm -hmm. And I kind of missed the serendipity of running into someone unexpectedly at a conference. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we miss people, but we are people after all, we're wired Mm -hmm. for love and connection. And even though the virtual conferences tried to make it so we can make new friends, I
0: still missed kind of that hallway
1: yeah it was definitely not the same
0: yeah Yeah, definitely not the same well and you know we we have a conference that we attend every year that one got shut down completely and the canceled completely and the other went digital um and it's where we kind of catch up with people that we know from all over the place (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so, yeah, like you said, you had that that random bumping into, but also the planned "Hey, let's let's get a room together" kind of thing. You know, we didn't have that bonding either. Um, I I don't know. I I missed, and I've mourned in a way, and grieved um some of the way things were. Um. But I definitely, you know, we've adapted in ways that I'm thankful for. We definitely had time, more time as a family um, because I became a homeschool teacher (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, you know, a a bread baker and all of the things that we did to keep ourselves occupied while we were all in the house. Um, And I am grateful for that time. And I really think from the kids' perspective, um, it'll be interesting to find out what they think when they're grown, but how great was it for them to have both parents at home on a daily for eight weeks at
1: a stretch?
2: <laughs> yeah, that sounds like heaven.
0: And, and just, you know, that we got to have that. It, it would be nice if there wasn't also the stress of... What's happening?
2: (laughs) Well, I have a a friend uh, that I had lunch with recently, and her children are adults, but they're Mm -hmm. still adults in college. And so since colleges went virtual, uh, they got to reside together. And she was like, how many adult women, how many adult parents of adult children got that 15 months? Right. spend with their children as adults. She's like, you know, it's something that she'll always hold dear.
1: Absolutely. And I thought that was an
2: interesting perspective. Were I there any so more too. losses for you that you want to talk about before we move to games?
0: Um, I mean, I think I covered them. Um, I did, you know, in some of the movements, the social movements and whatnot, I did, again, lose a couple of relationships because... Um, you know, some people chose to go other ways or some people chose um, to believe in, in some things that aren't even true and, and, and met in reality. And that was, it was really heartbreaking for me to to lose a couple of people in that way. Um, but mostly it was the, the big family member that I lost and the big Career plans that I thought I was going to have. The rest, I think, were gains. So, how about you?
2: Well, I think we've gained an increased uh, awareness of equality and justice, and society prevails, uh, kind of against all odds. And that started happening what right around the time that I lost my dad. And so, it mm-hmm. was hard, difficult for me to have a pulse on it. But what I have found um, is that it's opened up conversation, and I hear more people um, willing to have conversations about equality and justice. And I feel like they're a little more open to exploring options.
0: I I agree. I also think that, um, and hopefully, I, I think that there's a bigger movement. I, I think that there's a lot of conversations to be had about inequality um, and social justice and those kind of things. I also think that um, a great many of us have learned to be better listeners so it's not just about you know the one side of the conversation of everyone talking <laughs> um but i really think that a lot of the the things that happened during the pandemic um as far as you know injustice um really really hit home the point of you know some of us it's not our turn to speak that, that we really need to to listen and to yeah. you know let let others lead and I feel like that's a huge that's a huge gain.
2: I, I agree and I also think it's interesting that um, I'm hearing more white people talk about what it's like to be white and that's a a topic of conversation that's been suppressed for a long time
0: oh and like a, a, addressing their own privilege mm-hmm. yeah our our own privilege <laughs> yes yes yeah no, We can I
2: fall into that category yeah
0: yeah oh, I absolutely agree I absolutely agree I think it's been a really um eye-opening um And, and, you know, there's nothing really to compare it to except kind of the civil rights movement that we grew up reading about and was so romanticized in a way. And to be living that (laughs) in this way and and seeing how uh, unromantic it is, um, I, I think it's very important. And I, and I'm really, um, in that respect, kind of grateful for these times that, that hopefully, like you said, that en- endearing and lasting change can
1: actually occur.
2: The thing that I gained was not to take things and people for granted. Mm. We've kind of talked about that a little bit since we've come back on the podcast, but we're we're more open to quickly express gratitude or love
0: or mm-hmm. kindness. Yeah, to tell people how we feel about them um, and how much they mean to us. I, I absolutely agree. I think that that's opened up quite a bit more.
2: I think you've mentioned this in career and friendships, uh, in the losses. Um, I had it more as a game to fight hard for what you truly believe in. And I find that I'm more willing to express that without Mm -hmm. feeling shame or guilt
0: about it. Oh, I like that you made that a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) I like that you took that and flipped it. You were like, no, that was a gain. I'm not afraid to speak my truth. (laughs) I like that. Um, Yeah, because I, I felt like speaking my truth might have lost me some friends and that was okay. Like, I do think that a culling or a thinning of... Your relationships from time to time is necessary when you, yeah, when you can practice your values. I love that you did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I
2: also gained a perspective of what's important in life and have built in more space in my schedule. And I decided that I just need more space and I'm
1: going to take it.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. That was on my list as well. That, that there's... um much more importance now um, or emphasis now on on what's really important to me and uh, letting go of things that are don't matter.
2: (laughs) I know that we've lost more than a third of small businesses in the United States, but for me, I was completely impressed with the innovation of
0: a small business owner during the pandemic. I absolutely agree. And I went out of my way, I, I know you did as well, to support businesses that we love. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. And I mean, and I even went so far uh, as things started to open up a little bit more. I even went so far as to seek out new small businesses that I hadn't given patronage before
0: mm-hmm. and
2: try to, you know,
0: give them some support as well. Same, same. I did that as well. And, and as you're saying that, that also made me think about, I probably gave more money to charity this last year and more, um, you know, and made conscious purchases, like you were saying, um, intentionally because of all of this this year, even though, you know, I don't have a super ton to give. I I gave more when I had it and was able to do it. Or made purchases differently that, even though they're maybe a little bit more expensive, um, made purchases from small business and that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, because I mean, even if it's slightly more expensive, you know that that money is staying in your community. Mm-hmm. and They're more apt to donate to things in the community. They'll pull together in your community, um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and in a time okay. of the need, you know, it, it, that's pretty important.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah.
2: I've I've developed a, a confidence to speak openly about feelings and needs without guilt. Yeah. So I just say, Nope, like that doesn't work for me. And then, here's why. Mm-hmm. And I, And I, and I, I guess I'm more able to sit with the other person's discomfort and not beat myself up inside for the choice that I made.
0: I like that. Can I ask you something that might be a tad more personal? Yeah, sure. Do you feel like that's increased more so not just with the pandemic, but with your health diagnosis?
2: Yeah, I think the pandemic um, and losing my parents really helped me get to that point. Okay, like I was, I was having conversations about it and therapy and making choices around it um, fairly quickly. I think when I was diagnosed with cancer, the complete filter came off. Yeah. Okay. So I would say that I was dancing around and practicing it and playing around with it. And then when I was diagnosed with cancer, it's like, nope, I'm just here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I think you've even noticed. I think you even commented, wow. All right. I kind of like this. The filter's yeah. completely off. And I'm just like, yep, nope. And I'm just, and I'm not wishy-washy about it. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm more of
1: like, this is a line for me
0: yeah I think I think that's important mutually I think it's important for everyone if you have a line or you have you know clear boundaries you don't have to be mean or angry about it but if you're direct and forward um then it's easier everybody knows where everybody else is at there shouldn't be hard feelings about certain things
2: (laughs) Um, I've I've also gained some flexibility and grace. I know that sounds mm-hmm. contradictory, uh, but you know my perfectionism. While I still struggle with it, um, is not as bad as it was pre-pandemic.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I I agree, and I and I have a, a greater appreciation for the pivot. And for the ability to adapt and to change yeah. things up. Um, yeah. and, I, and I feel proud of myself in adapting in that way as well. Because there are certain things in my life that I would have um, been very resistant to change. And now I'm just like, yeah, okay. If that needs to change, super open to it.
2: Just going with it. Yeah. I, my my community and friendship uh, grew beyond my physical regional border that I kind of, like, made for myself. Mm-hmm. And now I have clients coast to coast. And, you know, the last, the first Yoga Nidra I did uh, for my cancer support, I, I had not only coast to coast, but I had five states represented.
1: So and wonderful.
2: I and mean, it was just, I mean, it just brings tears to my eyes to think about that. And it also opened up some jobs for me in two universities, one on each coast. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was nice as well for me. So that, I mean, what that meant was like a whole host of new ideas and plans and uh, a greater understanding of what good Wi-Fi really means. (laughs) (laughs) So I did upgrade the wi fi at the studio
0: absolutely <laughs> absolutely i I gained um a much closer relationship with my close friends um as you mentioned earlier, you know the value of telling people how much that you appreciate them or how much you value them um but also just the idea of and and you said this as well but like someone who will hang out with you on zoom and like have a glass of wine and play a silly board game (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know or or a silly online game with you um you know it's, it's just priceless to have that and um even though my circle seemed to get smaller it is quality over quantity And I really, really value that. Um, Additionally, I gained a huge commune with nature. I loved being outside, but, you know, once we determined that six feet apart and being outside is better, um, then I want to say it was around November. um, Then I started hiking with my girlfriend, and then we picked up another friend. And he started hiking with us as well. And then we just continued hiking through the whole winter. And I got cleats for my boots and, you know, winter hiking gear. And if you would have told me two years ago, Kim, that I would go out when it was, you know, 19 degrees and think at night with a headlamp on and go hiking in the cold, I would have told you that you're absolutely crazy. I really would have, I would have been like, I don't like the cold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go think, outside.
2: It made me think of a time that you were struggling with anger and I had you do the anger Kriya and you yeah. practically swore at me the whole time. And I was like, notice mm-hmm. what's happening. Right. So It would have been the same sort of setup and you actually yeah. enjoy now hiking. in the winter no, and, and it, it was,
0: it was an amazing experience. And to see the animals and the nature that we saw at night, um, you know, to see coyotes and foxes and just, you know, amazing things, um, to navigate trails and things in the winter time, um, and to do, you know, the tough climbs and, and, you know, get snow stuck in your cleats and and all the fun stuff, (laughs) um, you know, to climb up a hill and slide on your butt down the hill (laughs) because it's easier than trying to walk down it. Um, it ended up being an amazing thing. And so that rolled into, we've had a standing hiking date for over a year.
2: I assume. So So you're learning to embrace all new opportunities
0: that mm -hmm.
2: come from unexpected change, which is really faith and trust.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then that ended up being an incredible gain. And again, you know, widening that circle of friendship instead of um, narrowing it then there, I had a whole new hobby <laughs> that other people, you know, have since joined us on. And so that was really incredible as well to, to have that. Well, and I think, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> 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 it's all right. I'm done. Go ahead.
2: Well, I was thinking, you know, I think everyone gained a greater resilience in the face of this uncertainty.
0: hmm I agree. I agree. And that said, to kind of tie it all back around, it's also okay that we're grieving the things that we had before Mm that will probably never be the same. Yeah. It's okay Okay. that we're grieving those lost relationships. It's okay that we're grieving the lost time. It's okay that we're grieving what it used to be. like to walk around outside in large groups of people you know i mean if i really wanted to get into it you know musician concert goer didn't get to and haven't got to go to any of those things and to be in a a a sweaty concert hall just jam-packed with people (laughs) um i do miss that and i do grieve that um but you know we, we have to do what we have to do, and um, we'll get through all that together.
2: There's this poem by Wolfgang uh, Borchett, and there's two lines out of it that made me think about what we were talking today. Put yourself in the middle of wind, believe in it, and be a child. Let the storm come inside you,
1: and try to be good. Nice. And I think that kind of ties up what we've been talking about today. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I
0: agree. Well, I love it. And uh, for you, Courageotarians out there, if you have any stories of loss or grief or anything during the pandemic that you feel like you were um, connected to, maybe lost connected to, or anything that you gained from um, this last crazy year and a half that seems to have no end. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'd love to hear from you. So find us at all things Where the Lotus Grows or hit us up at info at wherethelotusgrows.com. We'll see you next time.
3: Show notes and resources grow on our website, wherethelotusgrows.com. If you're wanting to engage with the topics we present in a deeper way, it's a great place to go for a more immersive experience and links to pertinent show information. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or subscribe on our website to get our weekly blog, personalized weekly mantra, and links to listen to the show. We're so grateful for all the reviews, recommendations, membership support, and suggestions that you provide us. As always, our member platform is at patreon.com, Backslash where the lotus grows. This is where you can go to donate to the show to help keep us going and get a few rewards for your support. Thank you, Courageitarians. We love having you as our sangha. Until next week. Remember, though we are professionals in our field, the topics discussed and/or advice given is general information and not intended as treatment or diagnosis. Please seek the guidance of a
1: medical, integrative health, bodywork, or yoga therapy professional for full evaluation.